fuck came up with a country named Chad? <laughs> it's a country full of dudes like wearing sweaters around their polo shirts and like popping their collars with like oh, a yeah, flat totally. bill hat backwards. And it's all just like pastel colors. It has to be pastel colors and like yeah. boat shoes. Oh yeah, like definitely. Frosted tips. Cargo shorts. Quit Cargo taking shorts. your jacket off. Jacket <laughs> off in the cold open. Quit taking your jacket off. <laughs> Look, man, it was it was a cold open, but now it's a warm open because uh, it's time for the jacket to come off. You know what I'm just shut up, guys. <laughs> Fuck. What, well, now now just we're disrupted your weird Chad's, Chad joke. Yeah. <laughs> now I can't talk about the country of chad oh we can keep talking about the country of chad do you think it's cold in chad i don't know where chad is is it africa mm, i don't know but i imagine Eurasia. like their Gets their the national song is something by the chain smokers <laughs> oh my god you guys are the worst <laughs> 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 they just they all instead of like putting their hands over their hearts, they have to like take a fucking like a big ass fucking bo- rip off their vapes. Oh blow some, yeah, blow some sweet sweet cotton out of that out of their sick juicy clouds. Yeah, <laughs> Chad would have to be somewhere warm. Chad, yeah, it would have to be somewhere warm. Although, what if like maybe the people of Chad have just like adjusted to the cold climate? And so they're still able to wear their so shorts. So they're still shoes. wearing their yeah. summer clothes. You guys still don't actually, though, you don't actually know where Chad is. Though. <laughs> no, I have no fucking no, clue. No, we're, we're still trying to figure out where Chad is. Is it in Africa? Well, it yes. can't be cold okay, cool. if it's in Africa. Oh, yeah, so that's pretty warm. It's like Central Africa. Well, <laughs> It's Central North South yeah. Africa. Yeah, which is why they're so obsessed with the chain smokers. <laughs> <laughs> Then they have to. Oh, and that and that's the thing. Like it's it's a whole ritual where they they start playing a chain smoker song, and then as soon as like as soon as it's building up to the big drop, they have to all start sucking on their vape pens. And then right when the the drop happens, they all blow their 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 fucking vapors. Yeah, and if you don't, you're murdered. Yeah, exactly. If you don't, you're murdered for for treason. Yep. Oh shit! Matt's taking a sweet sweet oh, rip. He's man. about to he's about to blow some some golden clouds. Oh, oh, that looks dumb. Dope ass vape cloud. <laughs> so, oh, it's so dope, you guys. You know where you can go when you're sick of seeing all those dope ass vape clouds? The Savage Land. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> To the Savage Land. I'm Jason. That was creepy. I'm Rachel. <laughs> I'm Matt. <laughs> so creepy. Uh, today, today's episode is brought to you by Comic Bento. More on that later in the show, guys. How you doing? How's how's your day going? Still trying to figure out how many Funko Pops total there are. <laughs> that a was million. a million. <laughs> Damn, Rach. Fifteen thirty-six. Hey, I said fifteen hundred. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Off air. Well, I guess that'll it might it might make it to the end of the show. Yeah. We'll see. Who knows? It was very slow paced and quiet conversation. So there's no way it of starting the show. It's off not with an that. exciting conversation to talk about how many fucking Funko Pop no. ver- variants there unless are. Unless unless your name's Joe Funko, then then in that case you're pretty Joey about Funko. That. Yeah, Joey. Old Joey. Oh my God. Lives in Chad. <laughs> Joey Funko. Yeah. <laughs> Joey Funko with his big ass vape rig. Yo, dog! What kind of it's voltage you working with there? It's shaped like a <laughs> Is Funko that how Pop. Works? Sure. Voltage? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a twelve twelve eighty seven over here. I think they're concerned about ohms. Ohms? 
ohms. No, they're concerned about fucking O's. They're concerned about those fucking dank clouds. They're concerned about those fucking wet donuts. Ew. <laughs> I don't know, vapor slang. Um, what? Donuts? I don't know if that's any... That's, I don't think there's any <laughs> slang out there that's... Wet oh, donuts. Man, check out those wet donuts. <laughs> Dude, did you check out this? That was a fucking wet donut. Dude, it? he put it right in my wet donut. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. No. No? Oh, shit. Well. Oh, well. Guys, what's... Uh, my day my day's going well. Thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Thanks for asking, guys. No, it's not fucking going well. It's the Wh- worst weekend in the history oh. of football. Oh, who cares? Fucking crazy. That's He's trying to edge in yeah. in this like football niche corner. I think he's the Vikings and the Jags just fucking blew it. It's like just shit the bed in the most important game of the season. It's like he's like he wants to put it on the show, but he knows that we're not down, so he's just gonna try yeah, to slide we have it in. Absolutely nothing to contribute. He's just gonna, he's to just your, gonna try to squeeze that to in our wet football. donut. Yeah, just like slide it right on that term? wet donut. What? I'm gonna use that. What like, man? That wet dude donut? just did a wet donut. <laughs> <laughs> They just threw it right right down the center of the wet donut there. Yeah. Yep. Yardage, yardage, yardage. Yardage. It's weird seeing your guys' faces. I always say that every time we do an in-person show, but it really is weird. It's weird just staring at your knees for the whole podcast. <laughs> it's weird just staring at your goddamn sandals. And watching Copper just, like, go to town on a bone. Seems like he does that every week. Like It's, it's like as soon as the microphones come out, it sounds like that's that's kind of the time that he decides it's time to go to bone town. Yep, <laughs> you know going I think to Bone Town. I think huh? he, he only does it when you're here. So I wonder if he's just trying to show off, dude. He's like, "Yo, check out this mad skills." I Copper, can... Copper gets fucking horny when I come in. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he, he gets ready. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to make it weird, guys. Yeah, yeah it's weird. Good. Wet Re- donut. Wet, weird. Yeah. Wet donut, weird. Uh, well, do you guys have any uh, have any wet wet ketchup donuts? Ew, <laughs> gross. You think anyone's ever done a ketchup flavored donut? Like it's Krispy Kreme just gone buck wild one night. Like they just smoked a fucking big ass bowl and we're like, you know, know what? Maybe I think if you were locked in a Krispy Kreme, smoked a bunch of pot, and you had access to all sorts of ingredients, <laughs> you probably wouldn't go for ketchup. You don't think so? No, no. Well, no, I'm talking Joe Krispy Kreme. Oh, okay. You know, like he's like he's up in the the big ass ceo office of, of Krispy kreme industries nobody no nobody's ever and no. he just hot boxes that shit he's got because, a fucking bong just like built into his desk uh, to, i've had a hamburger on a donut with ketchup on it hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sound good like a glazed donut yeah was there glaze with the it's hamburger not, no it's not glazed it's just a so but it was donut? like a bread it was glazed it was a donut it was a fucking donut burger maybe i was glazed was I glazed? <laughs> was Something probably. was glazed. I, I think you were glazed. <laughs> There's a whole lot of glazing going on. Uh, <laughs> Just like my Thursday nights, am I right? <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, well, shit, guys. Who's who's gonna who's gonna take that glass Heinz bottle and and pat on the bottom of it over there? Hash browns first. Not me, man. I've been I've been I've been rallying to go first, and I'm just flopping. So somebody else has to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you were rallying was that a rally you just did here no i have been uh, b- on previous episodes really on, oh yeah 
What do you mean? Like, go, what do you mean by rallying? Where I'm like, I'll go first, and oh. then I then I just fucking bomb it. So. Oh. No, I, I, I don't remember any bombs. I don't remember I usually, any bombs. I enjoy your ketchup. Matt, you're, Matt, you're doing a good job. Oh, thanks, bud. Uh, I'm still not going to go first, though. Oh, well. Go ahead. Oh, I guess. That's <laughs> <me>. <laughs> As Matt and I just look expectantly into your face. <laughs> just stare at me, <laughs> which is odd. Oh, I guess I'm the stenographer. <laughs> <laughs> Take us on a long, windy road of dreams, Rach. Um, I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> Sick. Cause, well, because I read a bunch of comics today, but I've also, I got that Super Nintendo Classic. Ooh. So I've been playing a bunch of Final Fantasy VI on it. I got a, I got, I got an idea. Do a freestyle rap of all, the, uh, name all the comics you read today in a freestyle rap form. The realm. I read the realm, the unsound. Wait, did you catch up on on the realm? Yeah. So you read up to issue four, five, yes, four? four, four. That's right. Yeah. Five comes out next week. Yeah. Okay. How is it so far? Is it has it stayed as good as the the first issue? Uh, sure. Yeah. I like, mean, it's interesting, but it and. I love the art. Okay. It's so good, but that old that old Jeremy Holland art. Now it's just kind of taking a weird fantasy walking dead type. Yeah. Turn and uh oh. You're going going too far into the fantasy and not enough into the No. I'd like it to go more into the fantasy. <laughs> oh. So oh, so it's going like it's going more into the soap opera and you want it to more go more like into the world survival building. type mm. stuff and I don't know. It might change, but yeah. Is there is there like a compelling thing that's uh, bringing you back for issue five? Matt just took away Copper's bone, and he looks fucking offended <laughs> by it. Like, how fucking dare you? He was. It was After loud. It years, was really it was, loud. Yeah, it was, it was loud. a little this distracting. Is, yeah. It's just all like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and there goes. Oh, there went the ukulele. Oh shit! He just fucking tossed the ukulele to get to that bone. Like, yo, I'm going to Bone Town no matter what. I'm like, oh, oh, no, he's gone. No, he's out of here. Apparently he thinks he can, bones depressed. can face through walls. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to check the other side of the wall. For the listeners, Matt put the bone behind. Yeah, he totally did that. <laughs> he did. Matt yeah. put the bone beh- like in between the couch and the wall. And so Co- Copper, Coot. I almost say Cooper. Cooter. Uh, <laughs> old Cooter. <laughs> old went, Cooter. Went into the room behind the wall to like try and see <laughs> if the fucking bone was there. What an idiot. What a fucking dumbass. It's like you're a dog or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're not capable What's of thought in the same way we are. That? Uh, uh, derailed. So was there was there something totally that was derailed. that's like bringing you back in for issue five, or are you just kind of like going to do it to, to finish it? Uh, I'll check it out when I have some free time. Yeah. But I'm not actively... You're not like burning, chomping no. at the bit? No. I'm going to get the trade when it comes out. Yeah. I do kind of want the trade for sure. I still... I only read the first issue. I'll drop 10 bucks on that. Drop, drop an old yeah. tenor. Yeah. Drop an old tenor sax. Get a tenor sax. Yep. Tenor. Yep. It's music. It's for all the music music bros out there. Yep. Yeah. Ding dong. The music living joke. Chad. Yeah. Uh, what else did you read? I read The Unsound. The fuck's that? It's by Colin Bunn. Oh. What's, what's it about? It is about a girl that's a nurse that takes a job in a haunted asylum. And there's w- something about being deaf in it. No. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
thought uh, it was like unsound and he was trying to be clever. Um, no, it's a haunted asylum. She takes a job in there and it quickly takes a turn where all the patients start killing each other. Oh, and then they go down into this like underground mm-hmm. world and... So Colin Bunn's going back to like his old his old specialties. Yeah, nice. definitely love it. It it was okay. It was okay. I, I read five or six issues. I can't remember how long it was. Eh. Yeah. eh. <laughs> I mean, Colin Colin Bunn is someone that I respect for his output. Uh, he definitely stays working a lot, kind of in the same way that someone like Warren Ellis does. Yeah. But at the same time, because of that, there's there's a decent amount of stuff that you read, and it's just like, well. I, I think my main issue with it was the art. It's ah. very cartoony, like like a children's book type art that just does not match this horrible supernatural story. You know? Ah. Let's see. I'm looking at it. Jack T. Cole is the artist. Oh, it's from Boom Studios. Okay, I'm seeing the art style. I could see that, you know, I could see that like working for, for uh, some people, but I can also see how that would be super jarring. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I didn't like. I, it. I can see that being polarizing. I can understand. Why. Yeah, like once you get into what the story is about, mm-hmm. because oh. it's about insane people and like the leaders of the insane people, mm-hmm. and there's different queens and princes and stuff mm-hmm. on the level of insane, and it it just doesn't work. I can see that. I it's it's definitely an art style that I that I actually tend to like a lot. Um, like it's it's very in line with a lot of boom studios stuff but i can i can like especially compared to other colin bun stuff and other stuff in that yeah. genre it's very different and, yeah. and I, i'm sure that could be kind of weird um what else do you read uh i also read the unholy grail by, the unholy by grail. colin bun. by colin bun as well you're going yeah. you're going down a colon hole yeah i went down a <laughs> nope don't uh, do that you're going straight uh-uh. up the colon nope nope Nope, stop it. I'm staying away from the colon. <laughs> Going right past the wet donut and nope, into the colon. Nope. nope. God, no. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, I saw um, that one like from a couple miles away. And <laughs> <laughs> just, I, I just couldn't. Like, it happened. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this one's from uh, Aftershock. Yeah. Oh, sick. How Are you liking it or no? Uh, it's just a six issue, one story. It ended. Oh, it, well, that's fun! It's a different take on King Arthur. Ooh, where how different! Merlin is an actual demon. Oh fuck! Like Merlin was a person, but he encountered the demon. Yeah. The demon killed him. Took a skin. <laughs> fun. <laughs> and then killed the king and made him say that Arthur was going to be the next heir interesting and then he just kind of molds and manipulates arthur huh so it's like a killer be killed type thing except not really yeah not really (laughs) (laughs) that's cool yeah an art by uh miracle kulak yeah it it was pretty cool it's an interesting take on the story and it's pretty bloody and it looks very bloody just from the the cover look at those eyes that guy's eyes he looks like he's very astonished by the amount of blood that he's dealing with yeah there's a lot of blood (laughs) sick it, it was pretty cool though it was interesting yeah. i like the darker take on it what studio is that is that boom no it's aftershock. 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 aftershock that's cool aftershock aftershock <laughs> what what else you got what, what, what else was in the pike uh pipe? i, pipe. I, I pipe. did read a novel Ooh, which novel did you read 
it was called Hex by Thomas Old Something Dutch that I can't remember. Thomas Dutch. <laughs> Thomas, let's see. Hex Thomas Old Huvelt. Old Huvelt. Old Huvelt. Yes. That's how you have to say it every time. How'd you like Hex? What was it even about? What's um, the... It's about this town back of in course. like 1800s, whatever you want to say. I don't know. This remember. is a real Rachel story. Um, <laughs> 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 they, they killed this witch okay, and yeah. sewed her eyes and her mouth shut. Super Rachel so far. But got she it. brought along a curse on the town where she doesn't leave the town. They ever so learned. the people in the town, they're stuck there. They can't leave or else they'll die because yeah. of her curse. Okay, so they course. basically just have to like live with her around like she'll just randomly show up in people's houses and they're like (laughs) grandma's here and they just put like a sheet over but so she's just like that just a really annoying neighbor that always invites themselves to your parties yeah that can kill you if you hear her whisper Mm. (laughs) she makes you commit suicide oh fun so just like a really annoying neighbor sweet yeah totally (laughs) but i it was pretty interesting yeah the ending isn't great which led me down a rabbit hole because the Dutch book mm-hmm. has a different ending. Oh. Which now you can't get anymore it's because like he, he translated it to English, changed the ending, and, and now then you he burned can, every copy. Now of the you Dutch can't one. find that book. <laughs> Took them all personally, had book burning ceremonies. Yeah, but it it wasn't really scary, it's more depressing. Ah. So also a Rachel story. <laughs> I, I would have preferred a little scarier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just but it the witch manipulates this whole town to basically free herself mm. and that's a little terrifying yeah, just, just because she she kills a bunch of people and well she makes them kill themselves <laughs> she doesn't actually kill anybody <laughs> even better yeah they do they do the courtney love method oh that's terrible oh that's terrible but no it, it was interesting i recommend it if yeah. you like which stories so hex by thomas old old uh, something dutch old <laughs> uh sick was that uh so is that all your all your wet donut all your ketchup donuts i think um. i think that's all my wet ketchup <laughs> dripping donut <laughs> burger ew <laughs> sick hey matt rock paper scissors who goes next ready yep. hit, hit, hit. You did an extra. What the fuck was that? One, two, three, drop. Right, rock paper scissors drop. No, you didn't. You went. uh, uh, You went one, two. No, okay. I wouldn't. No, I didn't. I I was meaning to do scissors. (laughs) I was meaning to. We'll do one more. We both did scissors. Okay, rock paper scissors shoot. Cut it. Okay. That was weird. That was unnecessary. (laughs) I got I got scissors and Matt got paper for for those who are wondering. Um. Let's see, this week, oh, uh, last night I, I went to the only, kind of disappointingly, only Sundance movie I saw while I've been out here. For some reason, I didn't go the first couple days. It's dumb. That's there was also a storm. Fine. It's, yeah. That's fine. But um, I saw Eighth Grade, which was written and directed by Bo, Bo Burnham. I talked about it on the show once, but you guys weren't there for that one, so. Uh, yeah, we were. <clears throat> I remember you talking about yep. it. Maybe we, I'm we were sitting crazy. In- I think you're crazy. Think, yeah. No, we were talking about, yeah. Oh, maybe Seriously. I've talked about it twice. Um, <clears throat> anyway, Bo Burnham, I've, I've talked a lot about how I'm a fan of him, so I'm not going to delve deep into that, but he's awesome. He's great. He's wonderful. Uh, and this movie is almost, it's almost like a spiritual companion to Ladybird in a weird way. 
it's about a girl transitioning from middle school to high school. Um, but like very distinctly today. So a, a 14 year old girl with, you know, who's had Snapchat for the last five years or four years or whatever, and a computer and like does a vlog and all this stuff. Like, you know, it's just, it's a very like modern teenage story, which on the surface you could look at and be like, this sounds fucking annoying. Um, but it's actually really amazing. Like it's, it's super in, kind of in the same way that Ladybird was like super insightful about the experience of like becoming an adult this was crazy insightful about like how relationship dynamics are and like how people like, like kids like that teenagers, especially when they're sort of in this phase of like, do you know, like, am I going to start dating people or, you know, what do I want my life to be like? Or like, how do I, you know, get in with the popular kids, whatever, how that sort of factors in with having an iPhone and, and horny kids about and the kind of things along with that i, I can't relate to i gotta admit I, that doesn't sound good to me at all no i thought it would see, but, but i see, I, I, I could see it doesn't sound relatable i know on the surface like giving that pitch makes it not sound great but like seriously it is it is crazy insightful uh, i wrote paper notes to people like totally. i don't understand well yeah but you also like i mean you didn't have a lightsaber growing up and those those stories still communicated pretty well I have a lightsaber now. Yeah, but you didn't when you first saw Star Wars. You don't know that. I probably know that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I know that pretty well. I'm just saying, like it's 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 one of those things that you know the older the older we are, the more that that stuff can turn you off for a story. Uh, but it's not it's not really about that. It's it's more just about like how you know like how how awkward an experience middle school is, and like the the things that you view that are big and how awful it is, but at the same time, just sort of the, the weird endearing things that you can learn. And really at the center, it's just about a a girl's relationship with her dad. Um, Hmm. and it's, and it's, it's just incredible. Like, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. And, and I thought that, um, like all I could think about while watching that movie is, is a friend of mine has a little sister who's like right around that same age. And all I could think about while I was watching, it was kind of like seeing her sort of in these events, you know? Yeah. Um, and I thought I don't know I, I just I think it's a it's a great movie that everyone should see to understand the the today's street youths you know mm. yeah but I don't care about <laughs> the street youths just saying is, is my problem you know, it's good yeah. I I feel like John Mulaney talking about eighth graders where they're just I cross the street mm. to stay away from them because they're the meanest creatures yeah. ever but it's also like it's it's like the it's like you know trying to understand a little bit the thing that you might hate. You know, I, I was already there. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I hated myself as a teenager. So, so did I. Everyone did. <laughs> that's the point of being a teenager is hating yourself. <laughs> and I hated all the other teenagers around but that's, me. And that's what it's about. It's, I don't know. It's, I think, but I just think I'm it's done now. <laughs> yeah, but that, that, that's what makes it even more rewarding to kind of like look on it instead of having to like go back in a time machine. You can just watch a little movie that kind of speaks huh. to those experiences i didn't i didn't hate myself when i was a teenager no no oh, uh, i did i did <laughs> <laughs> oh. emotionally stable mad over here i guess oh Jeez. look at me look at me i fucking was i love myself yeah i was a well-functioning teenager um i never said that i just <laughs> i didn't hate myself anyway i i, I think <laughs> i think eighth grade was a great movie and all the performances were incredible and uh it's worth seeing when it comes out um, I'm gonna check. Can I check on to your Sundance movie? Please do because I saw a Sundance movie last night. Also, I saw. I think we're alone now, starring Peter Dinklage. 
Oh! What are you doing? Taking off another jacket. <laughs> okay. How many jackets? Seventeen. Six more to go. <laughs> Buckle up. Um, no, uh, I think we're alone. Uh, Peter, Je- Peter Dinklage and uh, Elle Fanning. S- and uh, Peter Dinklage is a man who lives in town and everybody else is dead. And he goes around and collects batteries. What? To keep, to keep his... St- all the everything... Because everybody dies. It's like post-apocalyptic, you know? So he's just the only person left alive in this town. And he just goes around collecting batteries and burying how, the dead. How, how long has he been the only person in this town? Like a, you don't, it isn't... It run out of batteries at any point? What? Like, when, at what point do you run out of batteries? You know what I mean? I don't know. How long has he been burying these people? How long have they been dead? Did he kill them? See, so just say. every day he buries somebody? Every day he goes to a different house and uh, goes through the house, cleans it, collects all the batteries, and then takes the dead out to this big field and buries them. Is there a story arc? Yeah, totally. Was it good? Mm, It was very okay. (laughs) Very okay. Yeah. And it was called what? I think we're alone now. I think we're alone now. Doesn't seem to be anyone around. <laughs> Tommy James and the Shondell. Come on, man. Or Tiffany. Or Weird Al. One you were I think f- I'm a clone now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm drawing so many blanks. I've never drawn this many blanks in my life. Everything um, you say is getting it further from my understanding. Well, so that's what's here's what's funny about that is there's the, there's a movie called I think We're Alone Now about the three it like follows three different guys who are like. Uh, unhealthily obsessed with, with Tiffany. Tiffany. Yeah. yeah I so saw that. I got a text from Jenica. She's like, Oh, the movie we're seeing is called, I think we're alone now. It's about these people who are obsessed with Tiffany. And I'm so excited. And I was like, Oh, I've already seen it. And she's like, it's a sinus. How have you already seen this? And they're just the same yeah. movie, but yeah, she got really excited about it. And now she wants to watch it real bad. Oh yeah. She should watch it. Yeah. It's I watched really it. Good. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, no. So then I don't know. Long story short, Elle Fanning just like randomly shows up in a car crash in the middle of town and, they form a bond. <laughs> huh. And and she helps him there's like the, batteries. So it's and, like Logan? Uh, no, it's not like Logan. Uh, there's there's, there's more than applause. that. I'm, there's more, and if you're interested in seeing it, I'm not going to say any more about it. But Do you recommend seeing it? Yeah, it's worth watching. Okay. Yeah. I really enjoyed it for almost the entire movie. Did you know that Peter Dinklage requested uh, that his character in I Think We're Alone Now be a wine drinker? Huh. That was that was at Peter Dinklage's request that huh. that little uh, that little character piece he, he made did, its way in. He did drink a lot of wine in that movie. He drank a lot of wine I think movie. he also produced it. Uh, he contributed a lot to the plot. Anywho, yeah, that was a wow. Okay, was a film we saw. I oh. didn't. I didn't see any Sundance movies. <laughs> I wouldn't a loser. I wouldn't have if we didn't give had tickets given to us. I yeah. have in the past. I've I never just, been before. That was my first one. Oh, I went to Troll true. Hunter. It doesn't feel special. No. No. You walk in, you watch a movie, and you go home. Wait, did they yeah. not do a Q and A? No, this was this this one particularly because this was a um, community screening where they gave out free tickets and stuff. Oh, gotcha, 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 okay. But Jenica saw Jenica saw Jenica saw a movie before it. I don't know what it was called. It was uh, it was about uh, racism, race. <laughs> <laughs> Racism, the movie. Like a, it was sort of like the Eric Garner story in movie form, like a summary of cop. Uh, I don't know, whatever. But uh, they did do a and a there, and Jenica said it kind of turned into a shit show because there's a movie about black people getting shot by cops, 
and the entire Q and A was done by the entire crew who made the movie were all white. Oh, and <laughs> yeah, and it was apparently pretty pretty rough. So the crowd was like, "Hey, why you? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> why did you make this she movie?" Sa- she said that the uh, yeah the crowd was the crowd was uh, it was film students who were like. What's your production, what's your distribution schedule look like? And then people of color in the crowd saying, why you? (laughs) Wow. And they said they did not handle it very well. Yeah, that sounds like a fun crowd. It was kind of a mess, yeah. Fun experience, fun times. Hey, suggestion filmmakers out there. (laughs) If you're making a movie about the struggle of black people, you should involve some black people. And maybe they did and none of them came. I don't know. I, I would think that if... People of color were involved; they would be there yeah. to spread awareness. For instance, if you're a writer and you wrote a movie about black people, maybe find a black director, or even better, someone to co-write it with you, so that they can speak more honestly to those experiences. Sure, yeah, yeah maybe I, even a DP, even hey, even somebody, a, somebody, just somebody, a producer, anybody, just, just just even even one person would be better than let them do a let them do a script rewrite. Yeah, there you go. Just yeah. get yeah. Just a little, just a little, 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 even notes. Just get some notes. <laughs> <laughs> With it. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. Um, wow. Anyway, I don't know what the movie was called, though. Well, that's fun. Um, go ahead. Where were you? Where? Uh, the other thing that I read. Um, uh, well, I've, I've been reading a lot of Southern Bastards, and that comic just continues to be incredible. Um, it's, I mean, it, sh- it shows so much the flexibility of Jason Aaron, where he can tell this, like, down home, sort of, like, mob Southern life story, while also you know, literally simultaneously writing Thor, the God of Thunder, like, yeah, pretty good. And and I mean, Jason Latour's art is so well suited for that book. Um, cause it's very, it's very, I, I don't want to say cartoony, but unrealistic, um, in a way that makes it feel very grounded, which is, I don't know, a weird thing to sum up. I, I get what you're saying. I've seen the art in it before. Cause so I've picked it up several times and then I always put it back. <laughs> and then I'm always like, oh, man, I, need, I should read this. And then I put it back. So. It's great. And it's like, you know, uh, a lot of the, a lot of it centers around football, but not in a way that's off-putting, I think, to, to non-football people. It's just like a thing that happens in the book, but it's not about it, you know? Because um, it's in Alabama. And yeah. life in Alabama just revolves around football and barbecue. Are you ready for some football? Oh, are you ready for some football? I don't think you guys. Are I was gone for five years because I said some racist shit, and then they brought me back for no reason. But it's okay now because there's a black guy standing next to me in the video. I just feel like you guys aren't ready for some football. It's <laughs> 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 an MST3K joke. Sure yep. enough, for those counting, um, laser laser blast, laser, laser blast, laser blast. Uh, and then I also I've I've been kind of in this zone where i've been writing a lot but most of the stuff i've been writing has been like articles and stuff and so as i've been going back into writing scripts i decided to reread um words for pictures by brian bendis Mm -hmm. fucking incredible uh there's a lot of spots in there i mean he talks to like matt fraction ed brubaker cb sibolsky at length and so you've got this whole thing about matt fraction like deconstructing his process for hawkeye because that was he was that's what he was writing at the time um ed brubaker talking a lot about the process on iron fist um as well as some of his other books and um and then like ben is just giving some of the best advice i've ever read about anything um it's a it's a big old meaty book and so i think if you 
especially if you're wanting to write or draw comics it's it's an essential read uh if you are even just like curious about what goes on behind the making of comics still a great read um you know i i don't read tons of bendis work in comics in general like he has a lot of very very long running uh series and and that's always intimidating plus just the amount of like filler dialogue that he uses to make it sound more naturalistic i always have a little bit of a a rough time with because i'm just like god fucking damn it like this is so much reading for nothing yeah uh however that being said he's very successful and he knows exactly what he's talking about um and so it's uh, it's a great book but i spent like all day today just like reading that again and highlighting little things and whatnot so it's it's good shit and it made me excited again to see what bendis does at dc i don't know that's right, he is going to DC. Fuck yeah, he is. His first, uh, his first work for DC is going to be in Action Comics number 1000. He's yeah. got a Superman story in there. Wow. And they're bringing back the red trunks. Woo! Oh yeah, they are. Superman's red dick is back. Honestly, I, I, <laughs> I, hope, I hope the red trunks don't stay. I hope that they bring it back for this one issue and then they go back. I don't, I don't, he doesn't need to be wearing the goddamn red trunks. Like, he can't that, if he wants to. It's just like Patrick Gleason designed a very great, awesome-looking modern Superman costume that didn't need the red trunks to look good. I don't. I don't think we need it back. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm. I just don't see. I'm why. indifferent to the panties. <laughs> to the super panties. Super panties. Super panties. What you got? What you got in the uh, in the old bag, Matt? Matty boy, Matt? Matty Ice. Maddie Ice. Maddie Vape Clouds. <laughs> is, that my, is that my dope name? Oh, yeah, dude. Yep. Uh, I'm going to touch briefly on um, Assassin's Creed Origins that I got back into again to play a little bit of. and Oh. I just got it. All I wanted to say was that game's really fun. Yeah? <laughs> yes. It's super cool. Uh, and I texted Rachel because I found a Chocobo. There's a Chocobo in Assassin's Creed Origins? Mm. There is. Interesting. Well, I don't know if you saw our conversation, but... Oh, no, I remember seeing something about it, and I was like, oh, I'll read that later. And then I yeah, because in Final Fantasy XV, they did the Assassin's Festival, mm-hmm. where like your entire party wears the Assassin's outfits. It's got all the flags everywhere, and you have a f- bunch of missions to do, and it completely changes the gameplay mm-hmm. to Assassin's Creed gameplay, where you're doing like, parkour all over the buildings <laughs> and stuff. Fun. But you're your Final Fantasy character. Okay. And then... For Origins, they added in Chocobos. So was this just like a couple of developers like calling each other up and just being like, hey, wouldn't it be fun? I don't know. Hey, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. It's not even that. It's like you find this tomb and you solve this puzzle and then some fucking dude like is like encased in some crystal or something and he like breaks out and then some other big thing, like some bird thing comes and like shoots swords at him and then he, and then he like zooms up into the bird thing and flies away. And then there's a sword and a shield left on the ground, and then you get to have those in their Final Fantasy, swords and shields. And you get a chocobo. But it's actually just a camel with a fucking feathery tail and a bird head. Yeah. Yeah. Bird head. Bird head sounds like a metal band. chicken. It's like a chicken. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, that's, I mean, that's just brief. I've been playing that, and it's been fun. Mm. Uh, So... (laughs) So, we talk a lot about all the different comic... uh, Oh my god, I'm so drawing a blank right now. Books. Companies. Those, Companies. Those, publishers. Those publishers. Things thank called you. comics. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the paper they used to make them. Um, 
I went down a rabbit hole for fucking Dynamite comics. You guys know Dynamite comics? I do know yeah. Dynamite comics. So yeah. that actually, that reminded me of something, and I'm glad you brought up comic book publishers because there's something I'm going to revisit. But what's, what yeah. was your experience with Dyna- Dynamite? Dynamite's like, it's it's a joke, right? Like, it's, it's, it is and it isn't, right? Anyway, yeah, so. They, they, yes. They'll put out like a couple of things like Warren Ellis' James Bond or something like that. Like, they'll have a title like that every couple of years. Right, right, right. Yeah. But. Right, so I'm like, so I'm like looking through what Dynamite's doing. It's just because on, on Comicsology, I'm like, best of Dynamite. I'm looking through. And I'm like, this is it's stupid. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's like it's it, the licensed properties that IDW didn't care about, or public domain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or because it's like, well, anyway. So there's like Conan's in there, and it's like the shittiest like beefcakes and boobs art, and it's just like this is fucking garbage mm-hmm. yeah. anyway i so i they did the uh they did the warlord of mars comics okay yeah which is basically just the books just adapted into the comics form yeah and i read volumes one and two they're fucking terrible they're so <laughs> bad the, the, like the writing is not good the art is even worse mm-hmm. it's by arvid nielsen and steven sadowski hmm. uh is that right yeah 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 or Nelson, or Arvid Nelson. Yeah. Anyway, it's fucking terrible. But it's it was. I was like, I don't know. Whatever. I guess I'll read this. Uh-huh. It's so bad. Deja Thoris's costume consists of a g-string, like <laughs> as small as humanly possible, and pasties, and that's it. Wow. Oh. That's it. Nothing else. Wow. Impressive. Yep. Huh. I wish it's, I could walk around wearing that. You could. You could. <laughs> <laughs> That was me silently raising my eyebrows. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, I, I don't know. And I read two volumes of it. I don't know. You read two <laughs> volumes? See, that that's the thing is, like, I get two issues in on a comic I don't like, and I'm like, all right, I'm fucking done. Yeah. I, you know, I was, but I was just, so I was reading it, like, at the end of the night. I was like, eh, I'm getting tired. I'll fall. Whatever. I'll just read. I just was, it was something to just kind of read through. Yeah. And I know the story so well in my head that it was like, man, eh, it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And they actually get into, like, you know they're into the third book, I th- or the second and third book, which is kind of fun because I've never seen that adapted anywhere. So yeah, oh, whatever. But, but it's still terrible. Garbage, total garbage. It's so bad. It. I mean, seriously, read through like, open it up and read through the first couple pages, and just mm. it's just trash. It's little. It's like <laughs> how not to fucking write a comic, and, <laughs> and this guy's getting fucking paid. He's done four volumes of this so far. Whew. There's spinoffs of this. It's like, what the fuck is Dynamite Oof. thinking? Like, this is a good idea. Who's buying this shit? Anyway, I fucking read two volumes. So, I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. who's buying this shit? I would love it if everybody who's bought that comic is just the same as Matt. They're like, what the fuck? Just what keep reading. Fuck, like, this? fuck this shit. What's the, when's the next? Read one? every issue. Oh, there's another volume. Let me read that. I did. I, so I did. So I, no, so I fucking did. So I read some of the Deja Thoris spinoff. It's terrible. Um. Anyway. Long story short, in in the in the most roundabout way I could ever fucking get to it through Dynamite Comics, I got to Gail Simone's Red Sonia. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> um, Gail but, Simone, who we've we've uh, sang the praises of in the we, past. Yes. yes. Well, so but I started with other Red Sonia first. I was like, oh, who's this Red Sonia? Fucking garbage. It's like it's like oh yeah, it's men, men trying to write this like uh, north northern warriors woman's story. 
yeah. trash. It's yeah. so not yeah. good. No, she's totally. A, she's historically just been like a cheese cheesecake character. Ugh, like Vampirella. Like, she's just been, uh, which is another, which, which is another, another dynamite. dynamite. Yeah, yeah, she's been exactly like Vampirella. Yeah, yeah. It's just fucking terrible garbage, yeah. and I which, can't stop uh, reading it. But slash did a crossover with Vampirella. Oh, fun! Uh, See, it, it, it was what? pretty cool. But that's it? yeah. But like that's. I mean, I think that's the purpose of Hack Slash though, is to kind of like lampoon that type of stuff. Because Dynamite does the Army of Darkness comics too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dynamite, fucking dynamite. I don't understand it. But anyway, I mean, there's just not good. Nothing I saw on there was any good. Like, it's just like fucking write something. Like, somebody has to like, well, again, roundabout. But yeah. like, someone's gonna fucking stumble into writing something good. Yeah. And then I read Gail Simone's Red Sonia, and it's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Really? It's so good. Yeah, because it's like, okay, yes, write this. Uh, maybe a woman should write this comic for once. <laughs> oh I mean, shit, she pulled it off, and yeah. it's fucking good. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, Gail Simone's Red Sonja is amazing. It's really good. It's super fun. It's a much more interesting story than the, the other stuff. And she obviously gets the character. Yeah. So I, I literally know zero about Red Sonja. She's like a red-haired warrior uh, lady from the north. Mm. Yeah. So what's the, what's the story about that she's writing? Um, she gets – she this king frees her and this other woman from like being uh, – gladiators basically mm. uh they're like slave gladiators whatever mm-hmm. and then she goes off and just does her own thing and then that king kind of summons her back because there's a plague and people are invading this city or whatever and he says come help me and then the story kind of goes from there mm. but it's really good interesting and she's yeah. done four volumes and i have i just read volume one and i want i want all of them huh. it's awesome I've I've always heard good things about it, but I was just always like, well, I'm not going to read it. It's so you. good. Yeah. I mean, it's cool because I don't love that fantasy sword and sorcery stuff, and yeah. this just fucking nails it. Huh. But and this is going to lead into my other thing. I, I I did. I read all four volumes of Rat Queens. Oh shit! Um, and it's like, it's like maybe why I don't like sword and sorcery fantasy stuff is because it's all just like written by men, incredibly and, masculine, and it's just. Yeah. douchey as fuck and then you get these women or, i mean rat queens is when, was not written one, yeah, by, a woman, by a guy but he understands that a little he, yeah I mean, he has a better female voice he, and, right and, exactly yeah. and and you know i know where there's all there's all sorts of problems with rat queens and we don't have to dive into the everything but yeah but uh that you know it's like that makes such a difference in your in your books yeah well and i think and i think that's I mean, it's it's why you see, especially like Rat Queens is one of those books, you know, kind of like Saga that, at least in my experience, has been like I've I've known so many more women that read that comic than yeah than any other comic, um because it's it's yeah the like the the voices come through very honestly you know and and despite the problems that happen during Rat Queens like that's not on the writer or you know the story itself like that's totally separate from the actual work right um right I mean yeah. I, I I can't give Rat Queens high enough praises. Yeah, um, but we're you know the one thing about rat queens that's tricky. So I guess I have to kind of get into it. I've touched on it before. Whatever. Anyway, the the original artist for Rat Queen got fired because he was a douche turd. Yeah, uh, and then mm-hmm. they had they went through they actually what's his name? I I can't ever pronounce it. Rock right. Up Church. No. Uh, oh, Curtis the, Weeb. No, stop. The artist who replaced Rock Up Church's name is oh. Stephen Septic or whatever. How yeah, do you say that? Stephen Sietch. Is that really how you yeah. say it? Okay, yeah. So and he did two issues and God, he's amazing. Like, yeah. I wish he would have stayed on because his art is so. His good. art's incredible. You should read his Aquaman shit. Uh, but then it was replaced by he was replaced by Tess Fowler. Mm, yeah, yeah. Which was really exciting because it's like yes, you should have a woman on this fucking comic. Yeah. But her art's not that good. It's like 
it's it's not that great. It doesn't fit the rather it doesn't fit what he's what that was that was the biggest thing that stood out to me when I read um when I when I because I, I picked up that issue that Tess Fowler took over on and I like her style uh-huh. but I think it's it's that it's so different from the uh, styles of of both Upchurch and and Satch that it just it it feels very weird in that book it does feel weird in that book because I I like her style and other stuff um but yeah it's it's. I, I think it just doesn't it doesn't fit. It doesn't quite fit. But the story's really good and it goes on and but then they I don't know, something happened between her and uh Weeb and they he cancelled this and then they just rebooted it a couple months back. So volume four is actually the like the reboot mm. series. And he got um Oh shit, what's the name of the artist on it now? Yeah, I'm looking it up. The new guy. New person on Rat Queens for Volume Four High Fantasies, Owen Yenny. Yeah, it's 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 really good. His art's really good. Mm. So the art's really good again. I mean, that's the thing about Rat Queens is the art was of 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 highest quality. Yeah, like you know, I know Rock Up Church was did some horrible shit, but that guy is artist. an amazing artist. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Rat Queens is kind of back where it was, kind of before they kind of did a soft reboot. Started this like, got rid of some of the complexity of the original stuff that they say they bring. They'll bring. They'll touch on everything's canon, but no, it's awesome. Fuck yeah! So, read Rat Queens. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Where am I going with this? It's all good. That's what I've done. That's what I did. Well, that's cool. Um, I so actually really quick. We'll we'll do an ad break because I I want to talk about a couple stuff, but. Uh, this episode, as we said, is brought to you by Comic Bento. Do you guys know what the January theme is? Beginnings. 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 Look at you guys knowing your stuff. It's like you told us before the show. It's like I told you before the show. Uh, a new year brings new ideas, new jobs, resolutions, and most importantly, new beginnings. New Look Comic Bento is happy to start off the year with tales of starting over, new worlds, old guards, and more as we dive headfirst into new beginnings, both of this earth and not so much. Hurry and sign up, though. Your new Bento beginning is waiting, but it's only here until January 31st. You can go to comicbento.com and use the promo code SAVAGE to get $5 off your box of comics. Again, that's comicbento.com. Use the promo code SAVAGE. Uh, so I, we were talking about off-air after our New Year's resolutions episodes. Um, and Matt, I think you said off-air that you wanted to dive into Hellboy, or did you say that? I right? did. No, that was one of my uh, resolutions. Okay, cool. Uh, so as a response to that, and I can't remember if I said this on air or off air, uh, but I, I actually I decided I kind of wanted to dive into Valiant. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah, did. You okay, did say that. Awesome. Uh, so on the airplane over here, I read Divinity um, by Matt Kent and Trevor Hairsign. I think was the artist. Um, fuck, it's a good comic. It is like it's got some. Inc- I, so th- this is one of those few comics that I say it almost loses something if you read it digitally. This is a comic that's very rewarding for reading in print. Mm-hmm. Um, Valiant also does the same thing that Image does, where all of their f- volume ones are nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, Matt Kent, and he's a writer that I've been wanting to dive into for a long time because he he gets kind of thrown in those same circles as Jeff Lemire, which they're actually really good friends, I guess. But um, he's a writer artist whose writing is very like insightful and interesting. Um, and Divinity was just such a just a unique take on like so it's it's about this guy his name's abram adams um 
who basically like he has he has sort of like no earthly connections or whatever kind of like a james bond person would or whatever and so he gets recruited uh for the soviet space program um basically to go out into the furthest reaches of space and and almost you know kind of like see what's out there you know and this is back in like the space race era um and so like when when we sent a man to the moon apparently the soviets had already sent men way out into deep space um and just kept it secret uh anyway things happen along the way and abram adams kind of maybe becomes uh omnipotent Hmm. in a way Hmm. and so there's there's just like i don't know it it plays with like sort of time and and what it's doing in, in such a weird way and i think there's three or four volumes at this point of divinity um and it's expanding into this whole crazy like alternate universe thing now from what i've seen but i just finished the first volume and it's fucking nuts like it's i don't know it's it's such a comic worth reading it's making me crazy excited to read more valiant stuff because huh. <laughs> i know matt kinn spent all over the valiant universe as well as jeff lemire yeah uh, I, i've read his um what is it bloodshot oh bloodshot reborn or whatever yeah, yeah. i read that and i read another one the valiant, the valiant yeah. yeah i read yeah, that, that. Was jeff lemire and matt kent one they just i I'm really, I, I was, I can't believe that I, I've waited this long to dive into Valiant stuff. Yeah, that Especially, sounds really cool. It's dope. Like, and the art's a little weird at first, but you kind of get used to it. And I think it fits the story really well because it's a little like unsettling in, in a weird way. Um, but I don't know, just, just super good. So I, I highly, highly recommend reading the Valiant. Um, I think next on my list is probably going to be Quantum and Woody um i've got because i've got like five or six different valiant books sitting on my shelf from when like one of my comic book stores was having a sale so i was like yeah sure i'll get yeah, into valiant and i that, bought a stack of <laughs> that's kind of the only reason i do have the valiant books that i do yeah because i was like oh hey this is on sale yeah oh hey it's not? written by jeff lemire cool i'll get it and yeah i read them but i didn't really yeah do much with them <laughs> after that i hear you i uh but yeah it's it's just like i have so many valiant books now just like sitting on my shelf um so I want to read I want to read uh, Quantum and Woody, and then I'm probably going to dive into Lemire and Kent's like um, Harbinger, Ninjack, Bloodshot, like all that stuff that apparently yeah. they're making into movies now. Yeah, um, I'm I'm excited, I'm excited to do it. But yeah, The Valiant was super good. Cool. Yeah. Um, I just I just downloaded it. Fuck yeah! Yeah. I'll check, I'll check it out. And then I also uh, I watched the first couple episodes of The Good Place. Oh, how is it? It's pretty fucking good. Ted Dan- Ted Danson is a yeah. goddamn delight. I've heard it's a really good show. Yeah, I just meh. It's go ahead. No, please. I'm it's good. just it's it's so weird because like it's like this show where where you know it's like the 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 thing they say is like all religions got like seven percent of it right or like you know something below that and it's like everyone was like a little bit right but mostly wrong except for like one stoner dude that that like got high one day with his roommates and and ended up getting like ninety nine point seven percent right anyway. Um, <laughs> um, and uh so so basically they they talk about the good place and the bad place and the conceit of the show is that um Kristen Bell's character uh basically got mixed up like that she's that she's not supposed to be in the good place. She was like this horrible person that sold like fake medication to old people uh for her whole life and was just like awful and like littered constantly. There's some, there's actually some really funny scenes uh of her in her regular life died in the most embarrassing way possible. Um uh, but she's so she's she's not supposed to be there and she's a horrible person. So the show's kind of about her learning how to be a good person hmm. while at the same time there's like this sort of lost style mystery about like what is the good place and like why don't we know anything about the bad place and why are we not allowed to know anything about the bad place and huh. Ted Danson is like the keeper of this neighborhood world place. 
Um, it's 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 pretty fucking good, and it's like twenty minute episodes, so it's got like kind of the yeah. the intrigue of an hour long drama with all the funny light hearted uh, comedy that you would expect from um, what's the guy's name like Greg Schur or something like that that created the show. He was on Parks and Rec and Brooklyn Nine Nine. He was yeah. the executive producer on both of those shows or one of them. Um, I don't know. It's Michael Schur maybe. Um, anyway, so it's it's a good show from what I've watched so what's far. What's it on? Uh, it's on NBC, but it's the the first season's on Netflix. Oh, okay, so fuck yeah. yeah. I've I've heard good things about it. I just I'm weird about sitcoms. I either like them or I don't. Yeah, I think it's it's fun because it's it's super character driven, but it's definitely m- like more plot heavy than sitcoms normally are. Yeah, but it's so digestible and easy to watch that I don't know. And again, Ted Danson, he's awesome. He's great. He's wonderful. So I you know recommend watching that. Nice. Um, well, should we talk about our issue of the week? Should probably talk about our issue of the week. It's been uh, like a month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's been a while since we've talked about issues in weeks. Um, Rachel, this yeah. was uh, it was nope, your my pick. recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. I know it might seem like it was mine. <laughs> it does. It's it, but it, it was yours. On on the surface, it's a very Rachel recommendation. Um, I recommended this, yeah, because it is the so Descender number twenty two is the issue of the week. Um, uh, I recommended it because it was the first in the Rise of the Robots story arc. Uh, I have only read the first issue of Descender before in my life, and that was like two years ago that I read it. Um, <laughs> and I've just always been curious because Jeff Lemire is a great writer, and it's all sci-fi and whatnot, and I hear it's a great series, and I love uh, Dustin Nguyen's art. Um, so I figured that starting with the first issue of a story arc might be a good place to just pick a random issue and uh, and decide to dive in. So... So we decided to do that. We'll we'll see how successful we are, um, or how successful that was, rather. Uh, so, that being said, um, and and spoilers ahead if you haven't read it. Uh, how uh, successful was it for you, Jason? I was pretty lost. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on at all. Yeah, a hundred percent lost. So yeah, <laughs> it's and I know what's going on. <laughs> I, I think there's I think there's a thing here where with with Marvel and DC titles, uh I think that the ease of jumping on to the first issue of a story arc or, or really any random issue uh is much higher. I think it's a lot easier to jump into well, any we already have sort of a, a like a, a like a, a collective knowledge of the characters. Yeah. Um and and I think that's also a thing where like when, when people write comics for Marvel or DC, that's all I think that's always a thing that they try to be aware of is like anybody might come in and pick up a random issue of Spider-Man or Batman or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, and so it is very jump on friendly, uh, because yeah, you can jump on on issue three ninety six of Spider-Man or whatever and, and be cool and still kind of know what's happening. Yeah. You'll be able to get on board pretty quick. Uh, as proven by Spider-Man versus what was that guy? The kangaroo. The kangaroo. Yeah. (laughs) Um, this, I think it's just with creator-owned titles. I think it's it gets more difficult. It's also a reason why I'm, I'm curious to like. Dude, keep... this is twenty two issues into a series. Yeah, like a complicated. A com- one. No yeah. shit that it was like yeah. hard to jump into. I figured it might be. I'm curious though <laughs> down the road because I, I still kind of want to try this experiment sometimes with random series. No, I'm super. I'm. I'm yeah. I'll say this before I talk about the comic at all. Yeah. I loved jumping into this, just into fucking issue 22 and being like, I don't know what the fuck's going yeah. on. Because 
it's fun. I mean, that's I think I really was happy that you chose this because I think that's part of the spirit of us just picking random issues is this. Yeah. Of like because some kid might fucking come across Descender 22 and totally. pick it up and be like, what's this? Yeah. When you're a kid in a comic book yeah. store, you don't pay attention to fucking numbers and shit. No, you just look at whatever no. the coolest exactly. cover is. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And so, and so I thought that was an interesting experiment. Um, and I, I'm, I'm definitely excited to do it more with random shit, especially, you know, like Valiant stuff or whatever fucking public domain dynamite property they might have <laughs> be churning out <laughs> at that point. I'm deaf, dude. I, I am. I'm all over dynamite. I, I, have, some Conan? I have the weirdest hate on for him right now and I'm just doing it. I'm like, I'm fucking into it. It's got a hate boner <laughs> for him. It's so weird. It's been a hate fuck it. <laughs> a hate, hate fuck, fuck the dynamite universe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dude, there's fucking some, there's some Conan Red Sonia crossovers. Ooh. There is. Keep getting excited. Um, but I anyway. So so kind of talking about Descender specifically and specifically Descender twenty two. I was blown away by Dustin Nguyen's art. It's uh, beautiful. It's incredible. Like his his draftsmanship and ability to like bring to life these crazy like space scenes and like you know awesome like floating space cities or ships or whatever the fuck they are like. <laughs> it's really cool. Um, sometimes I've found his watercolor a bit, like just a bit hard to get into for some reason in some series. Uh, but in this, I think it's like one of those perfect fits, at least in my yeah. opinion. No, this one, it fits perfectly. Yeah. And I love it. I will just sit and look at it because <laughs> it's so pretty. <laughs> I always, the one thing that I find weird sometimes is when you're reading, you're reading on this glossy paper but since he does watercolors the actual yeah. texture of his watercolor paper you know gets gets scanned in with it so i always feel weird when there's like a print of a texture that's not yeah. actually there you know but i i kind of like it though there there's a there's a weird i think appreciation there yeah to it. but i i would rather it be like this canvas paper that i'm feeling yeah oh totally like when you're reading um ad the cover and, yes. and that cover of ad you're like ooh. yeah and then the actual pages are regular pages but um yeah, I, I, I'll tell you, this did, reading this, even though I was lost, it did make me very curious to go back and read the whole series, because um, there seemed to be a lot of interesting stuff going on uh, to me. I don't know, what what was, I mean, for, I'm, I'm curious, Rachel, for you, what, what was your thought on this issue, having read everything up to this point, and then stopped afterward? Um, I'm pretty frustrated, because I did just stop. <laughs> waiting because i i real mad at you guys <laughs> i didn't want to like get past it and then and then know what's going on know and, what's and let that happen. flavor your opinion yeah. yeah so i just stopped on this and it is quite a a stop yeah so i, I can't like say anything either because <laughs> i don't want to ruin it because i think of both of you would actually love this series so, so in your mind, without without spoiling too much, I guess, then in your mind, is this is this issue one of the better in the series, one of the worst? Like, how how does it stack up against the regu- rest of the series in your mind? Um, I think there are some better issues. Seems like some shit's going down in this one, though. There's a lot of shit going down. It in this is, one. but <laughs> like you've missed all the buildup, no, and this is kind of like an end totally. result type yeah. situation. It's, it seemed to be tying up a lot of things and starting. Yeah, up <laughs> like, but. Huh. But um, in earlier issues, he takes the time to take um, character issue by issue. So you kind of get a past story on them and what they were doing and what happened Mm. when the harvesters came. Ah, those fuckers. So you see what they were doing, 
like and most of them are robots yeah like you kind of see how them robots. the robots came how they how be. they how they rose and i love the little dog robot bandit okay. and he has his own issue and it's one of the most heartbreaking things i've ever read oh <laughs> whenever there's a goddamn dog that's like the centerpiece of an issue. It's always the most heartbreaking oh God, thing in the world. It is like heart wrenching, and like a lot of it got spoiled for you in here. But it's also kind of you know you don't know what's happening. Yeah, exactly. The nice thing well. is because I don't know what's happening, I could go back and not really have money. Yeah, so I'm. Money I, spoiler. You'd still be fine if you read this and then went back. Mm. Like I don't think it spoils that much. Interesting. So I, I you'd be fine. Okay. Um. <laughs> Let's see, Except I, maybe the kid robot, <laughs> <laughs> Matt. You've you've been uh, you've been a little silent on this on this one. So let's let's hear from you. What were your kind of thoughts reading this? I didn't like it. <laughs> you didn't like it. Mm-mm. I don't like this art at all. Really? Oh wow! I know. Sorry, guys. Um, wow. There's, there's a couple panels in it that I that I do like. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of flipping through right now. There's a couple like this panel with a woman. She's like floating underwater and her hair, red hair, streaming up and really really nice i really like that but then a lot of his close-up facial stuff with the like the really heavy watercolor backgrounds and mm-hmm. this like white background with nothing behind it just faces basically yeah mm-hmm. don't like I don't, it don't like it and then i don't i don't i don't i don't No, i didn't like it that much um part of it was because i just had no idea what the fuck was going on i couldn't attach myself to anything and that's pretty hard for me in, in stories mm-hmm. um and I don't know. It was just I wasn't into it. I don't know. Oh yeah. So so are you, you're you're not feeling the the urge to go back and read any others? Mm-mm. No, no. Got two out of three. Eh, that's fair. <laughs> I honestly, Matt, I think you would like it if you did take the time to read it. <laughs> if you just give it a chance, just give it a but chance. <laughs> I completely understand if you just don't. Yeah, I respect your decisions. Because I, I mean, I kind of held in my Rat Queen's comments. I yeah. didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I. But yeah. and I think it's just different. You know, just just those. Are, I mean, that's a, those are that's a great sort of. There's a big disparity between the two of those. Yeah. Um, the Rat Queens is a comedy, and it's like fast paced, and this is this seems like pretty slow burn. Mm-hmm. I just don't like. I I think it's the art that really I don't. The, that's the most of it that I have a, having a hard time attaching to. Mm. It's it's very yeah. untraditional. I think it's yeah. it's something that you're not used to seeing in comics, and so if you're not on board with no. it, it's it's and hard I, to get. But it's the I get it's that. the it's the color palette. It's the like it's kind of the the whole the whole package deal. There, it's not just his line. I mean, his line. Oh, yeah. Well, fine. I, I mean everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that. yeah, yeah. I mean, because because no, the coloring's untraditional. The and line the, arts and, are the, and like yeah. how he's drawing people's faces doesn't. I don't know. It's just yeah, something's not clicking for me mm-hmm. in here. Um, but I mean, that's how I felt with the unsound like you guys actually yeah. like yeah, the art number. there are certain i don't like this yeah. at all yeah and th- there are just like there are certain art styles and same with writing styles like there are certain ones that just don't click for certain people yeah. Yeah. which i think is good because then there are also you know there's the other side of that coin where it's like the you know for some people it's the best thing they've ever seen well it's important like the realm exactly for me that's like incredible art i love the I, art in that book so I much i love looking at it but yeah. the story's kind of yeah. fallen flat for me well I, yeah if there if there's like if you know, it's it's one of those things. If if uh, if any publisher or really comics in general, like if you like everything you're reading, there's probably a problem with the industry. Exactly, and yeah. I think and that's so important. And I think that you know, it's because that we all have different tastes that people really breathe their creativity and do this unique stuff. I mean, I would, I give this comic total credit. It's just mm-hmm. doing something completely different. It, for that, it's 
I would say va- absolutely valuable. Yeah, it's just not. It's, the, just it's not, not the kind of different that's re- it's uh, sticking out to you. The, me personally. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So I guess we'll run through our questions. Uh, does this comic require prior reading? Fuck. Most yes. definitely, yes. Uh, hundred percent, yes. And I think I think this is this is a spot to talk about. Uh, I think that that the creator owned comics out there that that all the image creators and whoever else and i know it's more expensive because you have to add in an extra basically two pages but man having a recap page they have a recap page did they yes yeah oh well never mind yeah there's a recap i missed it there is it's not a whole page it's just like the it's the i mean it's the same thing but yeah previously in descender oh there we go yeah i didn't see that uh that would have helped you a little bit that probably would have helped i read that yeah it, yeah. I see, but I even read that, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Because <laughs> there, there's it's a, a lot. Story. It's yeah. more. This is a recap for people who have already been reading it, who just have like, maybe they're yeah. reading issue by issue, and they need a refresher. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's a dense yeah. story. There's a lot going on. Um, is this story satisfying on its own, in your opinion, or is this issue satisfying on its own? Not to me. Not for you. How about you, Rachel? Well, no, no, I guess you know, not. I mean, it's up to it's I've, it's your own opinion. Well, because I I know what's going on. You guys don't. Yeah. So, so. Also, yeah, but that's with, impo- yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. important. With that being said, if you know what's going on, did you think this issue told sort of its own kind of episodic, like at full story, not necessarily wrapping up all the plot threads, but telling a satisfying yeah. story on its own? Okay. Because I, it, if you know the story, it mm. is wrapping up, and you know. Yeah, finishing a lot of things. I thought, I, but also I, starting something new. Yeah, I could, I could sense that there was there there was so, some sort of complete, like some sort of arc in there that that made it its own, you know, issue. And so I th- maybe it might be for me it wasn't satisfying on its own. Um, however, I, th- I think there are like if you have been reading the rest of the the series, then then sure. Yeah. So I guess a yes and no. I don't know. <laughs> um, do you think this uh, this series would be benefited at all by being adapted, or or could be, or should be, or would be a good idea? I don't have enough information. No. Th- 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 this comic adapted? I, no. I mean, not, obviously not like this. That's what I mean. Issue, so that's, yeah, what, just, that's that's what I mean. So I don't have enough information to know whether or not this would you. would be adapted well. Hmm. It'd be hard to adapt his watercolor style though, and that seems to be pretty important to this book. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, it's important to the book, but that's true. also that's also a case where it's like you just got to work with whatever the medium is that you're playing in. You know, the watercolor thing is going to yeah. be something that's that's very strongly only conveyed in comics. Yeah. Have you ever seen those? Have you ever seen that people do it? It's animated watercolor. Yeah, yeah, I've seen some of that. It's, it's pretty cool, like a rem- loving Vincent. Yeah, yeah. it's really cool. It's really. Cool. It's. I mean, the amount of work that you got to put into that is absurd, but. But oh, and it takes teams of people. Totally, but that'd be pretty cool to see that something like that. That actually would be. I would. I'd be down to see that. You know, what, what do you think, Rich? Would you like to see a Descender movie or TV show? Um, you know, I'm not big on adaptations. <laughs> yeah, but I think this would make a pretty cool TV show. That makes sense. Um, and then the last question: If you liked this, you would like what? <sighs> I don't know, man. I you, I know that's one of our questions, and I couldn't pick something on here. Then, yeah. um, I'll, I'll come back to me. I'll go ahead and say Alex and Ada, just because of robots and stuff. And I know oh, this sure. also came from a robot comic from Vision, was where this recommendation came from. But yeah, uh, but yeah, if you if you like stuff about robots and life and stuff like that, Alex and Ada is a super fun and interesting comic about. I still haven't read that. Sure, I'll do. We th- I'll do. We three. Oh, there you go. We three. That's that's a great. Oh, that's a great one. Um, that one's sad. It's very sad. It's so Again, sad. when there's a, a comic about a dog, <laughs> real fucking sad. Um, 
Uh, but Alex and Ada, so that that um, uh, Dead Man story, the Mansion of Forbidden Love, yeah, it's written by Sarah Vaughn, who's the co-creator of Alex and Ada. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Um, Alex and Ada is super great. It's it's uh, it, it's it's one of those things. Like it, it brings up a lot of those questions about like what constitutes life, you know, and and yeah, how can something be life, and where's the line, stuff like that, um, and love. Anyway, yeah, I I I I, I, fall, I almost did it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it just shows up it's it's in my uh you'd like well some my, my recommended for you on comiXology unlimited was like stuff like that all that kind of like indie stuff and now it is 100 percent just dynamite dynamite red sonia red sonia red sonia red sonia conan conan vampirilla it's all fucking dynamite <laughs> shadow <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny uh rach you gotta you gotta uh, if you like this you'd like what I don't even know. I can't really think of anything. No. I can't even think of like another robot story. Hmm. Or maybe maybe if this depressing as well. It could be a robot story. It could be a yeah, space could be, adventure. It could be a watercolor story. Ooh. Yeah. There you go. Trillium. Yeah. Trillium's good. Yeah. That's a pretty heartbreaking story as well. Yeah. That's a story that'll fuck you up for a little bit if you need. It yeah, it does. <laughs> Like, Jeff Lemire. like even he makes you turn the book completely yeah. around like it kind of fucks up your brain but <laughs> and it's really sad and yeah. it is a love story there you go it's really good boom we got it we did it guys we did it um all right well then the uh the onus of the next issue of the week recommendation is on rachel yes what you got for us you've been sitting on this one for weeks i have months uh, even my choice is sandman issue 13 Ooh. Oh, nice! From the original run, we're not talking Sandman Overture. We're not. No, talking this is original. I believe it's in the second volume, um, which is called The Doll's House. Ooh. Am I supposed to tell you what it's about a little bit? Sure, or? why not? Uh, this it's a one-off okay. story, and it is about death and dream encounter Ooh. a man in a pub who is <gasps> talking about how he can basically not. Defeat death, death if um, he just doesn't allow it to get to him. Is this is this one of the issues where Shakespeare shows up? Yes. Ah. <laughs> and death and dream just kind of look at each other, and she's basically like, "This could be interesting." This and is one of the few Sandman issues that I actually have reference for. That's fun. Yeah, and it's interesting. I'm excited about that. I literally, so today, cause I, I have a bunch of comics that, that have just been sitting out here because I didn't, you know, I, when I first moved out to California, I made the mistake of bringing all of them out with me. And so then when I had to move a second time while I was out there, it, it was very annoying. <laughs> um, so I left a lot of my comics here. And, and one of the things that I left here was the first volume of Sandman. And today I was looking at, it, I was like, maybe I'll start reading Sandman. Yeah. Um, you, you should, if you haven't read it. I think um, so this, this issue, I think this will, because the thing that I have a problem with is the first volume is basically just like world building, right? Of Sandman. Yeah, it, yeah. And it's, it's pretty hard to get through. That's why I kind of chose this one just kind of as an introduction into dream it. and death. And it is called men of good fortune. Mm. So I dig it, it. It's I'm, just kind of an interesting, if you don't know the characters, you mm. just kind of see that sometimes they get bored and yeah. will kind of play with people. So that makes sense. I'm, I'm uh, I'm down with that. That's I think that's such a, a good place to jump in, like in my mind, because I've been so curious about it for so long, but I haven't known like of a good sort of issue to jump in after things have gotten moving. You yeah. know, <laughs> um, 
But yeah, have you actually? Uh, did you know that Scott Snyder's been using uh, Dream in uh, Metal in DC Metal with Neil Gaiman's no. blessing? Oh, I oh, had yeah. no idea. He emailed Neil Gaiman about it, all the stuff they wanted to do, and then Neil Gaiman was like, "Yeah, do it. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Fuck it, because uh, it's." <laughs> Because <laughs> because the book is all about how Batman's nightmares have been materializing and coming to life. Ooh! And so, it's, I might have to check that out. Good. It's pretty fucking good. Because it's like it's like the greatest combination of like crazy weird Grant Morrison stuff and also like Thor Ragnarok like rock opera fucking hair metal crazy shit. Perfect. It's it's pretty fun. That's what I want. Yeah, it's. <laughs> It's like Scott Snyder's depression mixed with Thor Ragnarok's fun. Sold. Yeah. It's a good time. <laughs> DC metal. Great stuff. Um, well, shit, guys. Is there, uh, is there anything else that we wanted to talk about or cover while we're uh, on the air today? Oh, boy. Um, it's good seeing you, buddy. I don't know. I could talk about how Dead Man fucking sucks. Oh, the Neil Adams Dead Man. <laughs> Dear Neil Adams. Stop, stop writing. <laughs> Please stop. Can you please just draw somebody else's script? Come on, man. Yeah. For, for reals. It. Stop, <sighs> Neil Adams. He's, he's just like done a bunch of shitty stuff lately. Like the There was like the rise of the Superman that he did. Real bad. There was like Batman Odyssey a few years ago that he did that was also real bad. Uh, it's like, man, like you're still good at drawing. Oh, yeah. The art yeah. was awesome. Yeah. But it's like I've read the story because it's so dated and just yeah. like really dated like even the things that they say it's like nobody says that <laughs> nobody talks like this <sighs> it's bad yeah it's it's kind of that thing i'm glad that jim lee never got that urge that a lot of uh big artists get where they're like i'm just gonna start writing Ugh. despite no knowledge of really how to write yeah i'm glad that he always stuck in his lane you know and then there's other people you know like frank miller obviously did it successfully you know sean murphy so far is doing it very successfully there are a lot of other artists who do that well chippy chippy old chippy yeah but you got to recognize if you're good at it or not you know yeah like Mm. neil adams you know rob liefeld not good at it todd mcfarlane wasn't good at and he for todd mcfarlane's you know to his credit he did bring in a lot of other writers to kind of help with that stuff yeah uh and I mean, even at, at at a couple of points, Rob Liefeld brought in Alan Moore to do a bunch of stuff. But, um, well, actually, was it him or was it Jim Lee that brought in Alan Moore? I think it was Jim Lee, actually, um, which makes sense. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 some of those big time artists. They get such an ego about it. that They're like, I'm just going to make my own. Yeah. I'll be the greatest. I'll be the next Frank Miller. I mean, Neil Adams, he's, he's a salesman. So. Yes, he is. Boy, will he. If you ever run into him at a convention, boy, oh, is he going to try and milk you dry yeah he's man he was so hateful at uh salt lake comic-con he's like no these damn mormons buy anything <laughs> they don't but they're like, so stingy i went over there and yeah it was a yeah. hey if you buy this i'll give you this yeah. and then if you buy these then i'll give you this oh, i got conned and, into it too man and i mean i don't regret it either like i have a bunch of really cool neil adams stuff i have a neil adams like tim drake drawing that was really cool yeah and, no uh, there's green arrow cool stuff yeah but Man, yeah, he will sell he'll, you, he'll, and he won't let you leave. No, he will not <laughs> unless you buy something. Yeah, he's really gonna hook you in. Man, he's getting paler and paler every time I see him too. Yeah, he's a real pale guy at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Adams, stop writing and get a tan. <laughs> that's our advice. That's our advice week. for today. That's that's what you can take yeah. home with you. Um, 
Anyway, if you if you read uh, Descender number twenty two, let us know what your thoughts were on it, um, or if you're reading the series at all, uh, let Matt know why he's wrong. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You don't have to do that. Uh, whatever. But you could. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell me. You could tell me why I'm wrong about dynamite. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It, yeah. If there's any yeah. other good dynamite recommendation, honestly, yes, I was gonna say. If I mean, I. I because they always have that one gem, that hidden gem. It's like every three yeah, or four years there, they do something good. There's got to be a hidden. There's got to be some more. So let me know what what's your, what's your favorite dynamite series? Because what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> there, <laughs> there is actually a, a Batman in the Shadow crossover. It's DC and and dynamite. They did two. They did Batman in the Shadow, where the Shadow is in Gotham, and they did Shadow Batman, where Batman's in whatever where the fuck the Shadow's from because um, one is basically huh. published by DC the other one's published by Dynamite yeah they've done the same thing with IDW for like Ninja Turtles and Batman and all this other shit um, but Scott Snyder Steve Orlando and Riley Rossmo did a uh, Batman in the Shadow story and it looks goddamn amazing huh uh, and so I've been wanting to watch it f- or watch it read it forever um, I think they just like a couple weeks ago released the uh, the trade which is actually a hardcover but like you know those hardcovers that don't have the dust jacket it's just like yeah. a nice like nice nice packaging all around it's one of those, and so it made me really want to get it. Um, it's like five issues, I think. Uh, and so I might read that. That might be the, 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 the bridge into Dynamite, maybe. Maybe we should all just Let's all start pick, reading dynamite. pick some Dynamite yeah. start reading. Let's all light some Dynamite, guys. I'm, I'm already on it, guys. <laughs> get on my level. Actually, no, I've, I, read, uh, I read Warren Ellis' James Bond, so I'm, I'm fucking way ahead of the curve, you fuck. Oh, man. I'm way ahead of you. Oh, man. I read I read Warren Ellis' James Bond like last year. I read J. Michael Straczynski's The Twilight Zone ah, fucking shit. forever ago. Well, they got me. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I've read any Dynamite, honestly. Um, Grimm, The Green Hornet, Flash Gordon. Yeah, Kevin Smith had some Green Dark Hornet Shadows. Dark Shadows. Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Jesus. Army of Darkness, Game of Thrones. Oh, oh the, dude, oh. the Game of Thrones comics are so horribly illustrated. I bet. Um, jungle girl lone ranger oh if you have if you have any favorite dynamite comics please 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 tweet them at savage land pod we really want to hear what your favorite dynamite comics are like honestly more than anything right now more than whatever movie you see keith david in which we still want the updates uh but please tell us tell us all about oh uh, shit there's turok they did turok comics turok comics yeah and xena warrior princess they will go for any license that idw hasn't already claimed grumpy cat they got some. Oh grump- shit! Yeah, grumpy, grumpy cat, cat comics. I'm very curious what's going on in that cat's life. What's he? What's he sad about this time? Damn! They did a Tarzan John Carter crossover. Oh yeah, I read that. Lords of Mars. And I read the Tarzan Planet of the Apes. Oh shit! Crossover. That's not. That's, that's public. Not, it's not. That's not dynamite. No. Oh yeah, that one. That one was um, IDW. Probably IDW. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, let us know what your favorite dynamite comics are. Uh. There's a cat staring at me as if she wants to murder me right now, so I'm a little afraid. Um, and I think I will bid you all adieu. Uh, in the meantime, however, make sure you're leaving us those ratings and reviews on iTunes. We've been seeing a lot of uh, five-star ratings coming through lately, which is super great. They haven't been accompanied by uh, reviews, so we got nothing to read on the show right now, I think. I'm going to double-check really quick. Nothing for me to read? As I vamp. Yeah, nothing for Matt to read. Matt will read whatever you type in your reviews, so uh, please make it good. Um, you can you can uh, make sure that he reads that he loves uh, Snapchatting teens. Oh, that might come off wrong. Stop it! Um, oh, I was just talking about for the movie that I was talking about earlier. Anyway, yeah, no. Well, it didn't come off. Um, 
but leave us uh, leave us your ratings and reviews on iTunes. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Savage Land Pod, Instagram and Facebook at Savage Land Podcast. Um, and you can send us letters at SavageLandPodcast.com or if you want your voice played on the air, which nobody's been brave enough to do yet. Actually, we did get one voicemail uh, and I just haven't yet played it on the show because oh. I'm bad oh. at things. Uh, we'll do that next week. But we did, we did get one <laughs> voicemail and if you want to leave a voicemail, you can call 413-SAVAGE-4 and we will uh, play it on the show. Let us know your thoughts on whatever the fuck. We'll talk about it. If you have a question, if there's something you want us to talk about because we suck at coming up with things to talk about, feel free. Guys, is there, uh, is there anything else we should we should say before we uh, kick this kick this to the curb? Like the little bitch it is. <sighs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you enjoyed your time in the Savage Land. cool.com You never know Hey, have you guys heard of these new Funko toys? No. They're coming out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> could you elaborate? Yeah, Rachel's got a lot of Funko toys, Matt. Sure. Cuphead. Oh, that's cool. Rick and Morty. Yeah. Have you seen that sexy Malcolm from Jurassic Park? Yeah, that's pretty Funko? good. I want it. Hey, Halo. About time. Destiny. All those big... You think there are still riveting Halo fans? Like people that are still obsessed with Halo? Probably. How many... How many They're all in Chad. How many Funko Pops <laughs> are there total? Like how many different ones? Probably like 1,500... How many? Two. There's more than two. There's, That's right. There's less than 250,000. Believe that shit when I see it. Anyway, we're ha- we're taking dull tones right now, and this isn't even making it to the show, so what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. You guys ready to get amped? Ready to talk about whatever the fuck we're talking about today? Oh, shit. Woo! Uh, Woo! Oh, my God. Fucking pumped. It just sounds like Homer Simpson screaming. <laughs> All right. Good Lord, they made $40 million off those fucking Funko Pops. Good Christ. All right. It's about time.